Hello, welcome to MBJ Cut Time. We are excited to be here today with management expert, entrepreneur, and music business professor, Ralph Jacobine. Ralph has been managing artists for 27 years. Oh boy. Uh, and is the president of his own management company, Ralph Jacobine Management. He has promoted concerts with bands such as Rush, Kiss, Bruce Springsteen, Hall & Oates, Kansas, and others. In 1992, he founded Black Wolf Records with Mike Driss and uh, founder of Newberry Comics, and two years later, co-founded the Boston Managers Group with industry legend and manager of Aerosmith, Tim Collins. Today, Ralph manages artists such as Livingston Taylor, Rebecca Lobie, Shung Nug, Pat Patterson, and others, and is a full-time professor of music business management here at Berkeley. So Ralph, you've had a very successful and versatile career. Can you please tell me uh, what it being an entrepreneur means to you? Great. Uh, first of all, one of the description words was an expert. Yeah. So I, I don't really call myself an expert, but um, I'm an expert at my little business and my little slice of the pie. So um, when I speak today, it's going to be coming from that little slice of my experience. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for me, um, the way I define an entrepreneur is... Um, and I have my students do it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the first thing that comes to my mind is I have no idea how much I'm going to make. Okay. So every month I, I, I manage artists. I have all these projects going on. I have no idea what I'm going to make. Mm -hmm. And every month for 27 some years, it's always been a different amount because mm -hmm. I make a percentage of what my artists make. So like I eat what I kill. Right. So I have to have, I have to kill things. I have to make sure my artists are busy. My artists are making money. And then whatever that 15% is, um, I make money from that. Awesome. So. And when I explain what my job is, and especially in those terms, mm -hmm. and when I think the fact that I have two kids, mm -hmm. I, I I freak out. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that part of being an entrepreneur is not always going for the secure thing, mm -hmm. the stable thing. I think it's self-starting, mm -hmm. self-motivating. And, um, you know, I, I've always led with my heart as opposed to... Uh, common sense, let's say, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and worrying about uh, worrying about how I'm going to have a career or how am I going to pay my bills or how my kids going to go to college, things like that. Mm -hmm. I've always led with my heart, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's good and sometimes it's difficult. Yeah, but um, it's all an adventure. Yeah, yeah. So I think entrepreneurs like adventure. Awesome. Along those lines, uh, what did, would you say the most valuable lesson you learned in your career path is? Oh, man, you should have given me this like weeks ago. To, to, <laughs> the valuable lesson, I, I think I was able to be foolish and fearless at the same time. So when I got into the music business, you know, I, I was a musician and I did promote a lot of concerts, mm -hmm. big concerts in big places. But I never had my money on the line. It was always the University of Notre Dame or um, uh, the city of Allentown, Pennsylvania. But when my money was on the line, I, um, I, I, just, I just plunged ahead. And I had an idea of trying to help one artist named Ellis Paul. And I was kind of foolish to think that I can start a career not knowing anything about it. And um, so that's kind of the foolish part. And the fearless part. Part of that was starting a career not knowing anything about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I never met a manager. Mm -hmm. I was living in Boston at the time, and I thought, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to uh, the manager everybody talks about. is a guy named Tim Collins who manages Aerosmith. 
So I'm going to call him up and I'm going to meet him. And if that happens, and if he says yes to that meeting, then I'll meet a manager. And I could be in the same room as a uh, one of the biggest managers of all time. And things will rub off. Mm. So that's kind of like how I was thinking. Yeah. And um, so I think w w one of the best things is foolish and fearless and get help, get a mentor. Mm. Have, yeah. have people around you that you could get help and advice from. Mm -hmm. What leadership qualities do you consider necessary for a career in um, music management or in entrepreneurship? I think people skills are really important. Mm. I think communication skills are really important. Um, every meeting I go to or every email I send, the people on the other side have to buy me first. Mm. They have to accept me. They have to... Um, they have to give me attention. Mm -hmm. So in order to get attention, um, I need to be having the right approach, um, asking the right questions, offering help. Mm -hmm. um, so the people skills are really, really important. Um, yeah. A lot of the people at the top end of the business that, that I'm meeting and I've met are really personable mm -hmm. and they're very sweet people. Mm -hmm. And especially in music, they want to help other people. Mm -hmm. So I try to um, do the things that my mentors have done to me, is mm -hmm. try to mentor, try to help, try to inspire, uh, give people a chance. Mm -hmm. um, who are the people in your life that help you achieve your goals? So in the little preamble there, one of the first was a guy named Mike Dries. Mm -hmm. So Mike was an MIT dropout, and he started a little... Um, he got all these comic books. He was a comic book collector. And he got his roommate who was a comic book collector. And they used to sell them on Newberry Street when Newberry Street up at this end by Berkeley College of Music mm -hmm. was uh, prostitutes and drugs. And no one even went to that part of the Newberry Street. So they, they rented a little studio apartment. They, selled, uh, they sold their comic books collection. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Mike's mom used to go to London for business. So she used to bring back these uh, punk rock and new age buttons and stickers and then they started to bring back singles from the UK and the Newbury Street little uh, the Newbury Comics they call it Newbury Comics mm -hmm. the little place on Newbury Street was the only place you get all this cool stuff mm -hmm. right from England so the DJs used to come and the scenesters used to come and the hipsters used to come and go to that little shop when I met Mike, I was in commercial real estate and I was this commercial real estate broker. So I was finding him locations and I think they're up to like 30 some locations. He is really smart. Um, he's a brilliant businessman. He's a really good good person in general. Um, and he was my partner. Mm -hmm. um, I, used to, I used to show real estate to Mike for Newberry Comics. And, um, you know, I, this, one of the, one of the trips I had, I was showing him retail space came after I saw this guy named Ellis Paul at a church basement coffee house. And then I had a dream about starting a record label. So I said to Mike, I, I started, I want to start a record label. I had no idea what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So I want to start a record label. I just had a dream about starting a record label. And he just saw this guy named Ellis Paul to start a record label. And, um, Mike says, wow, well, I had a record label. And, he's, and I played him the music of Ellis Paul, and he says, he's good. I'll be your partner. So like out of nowhere in the mm -hmm. early 90s, um, I was doing commercial real estate. Now I had a partner, whatever that meant. Wow. And I could start a record label, whatever that meant. Yeah. And this is pre-internet. 
So, you know, I would go to Newbury, I would go to Tower Records and I'd buy these business books, Passman and whatnot, had no idea what they talked about. And I wasn't interested in it. I just wanted to help this artist, Ellis Paul. And I knew that Mike Dries, my partner, was really, really good. So he was the first guy that really helped me out because he had experience, money, contacts, connections. He was a friend of mine. Um, to this day, he's he's one of the most important people in, in my business. Mm -hmm. As your role as, um, as a manager um, and as a professor, uh, what would you say the most rewarding aspect of your role is? And on the other side, what is the most challenging aspect of your role? The rewarding thing comes from uh, helping artists. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. That's why I got into the business, because I wanted to help artists. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had, uh, I've managed a lot of artists in my day, at different genres, different personalities, different everything. And um, I found that to be really rewarding. Mm -hmm. But then five years ago, I started to teach at Berkeley. And um, that took the rewarding in an exponential scale because instead of one artist or two or four, I'm helping a hundred students a semester. Mm -hmm. And um, as I said at the beginning, I'm not an expert at anything except my little slice of <laughs> managing artists and having a record label and being an entrepreneur for 30 some years or 20, 27, 28 years. Mm -hmm. um, so helping students and helping artists is very gratifying. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you make 15% and I could make a living that way, or other times you don't make 15%. You just help people and inspire people and warn people. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the good part about the job. The bad part about the job is you got to deal with musicians. <laughs> you know? No, yeah. I, I, that, that, was a, that was a joke. Everyone out there, that was a joke. Um, you got to deal with creative people. Mm -hmm. And um, I love creative people. I'm a creative person myself, so I kind of know the species. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a tough business. There's a loyalties change. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, I, I, I kind of say that when you manage musicians, it's like a marriage uh, in, in, in a way um, that you have to like them, you have to love them, you have to respect them. Um, and some relationships are not meant to 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 last more than three years or five years or twenty years, whatever it is. Mm. Um, I remember I went to South by Southwest once, and there was a prominent artist manager <clears throat> who said, "If you're going to be into artist management, you will get fired, or you will fire your <laughs> artist." And I go, no way, I'm all in. <laughs> I used to have a business card and I used to put my artist's name on my business card. Uh -huh. Ralph Jackety Management, Martin Sexton, Ellis Paul, the push stars, this and that. And when I used to give my business card out to people, they used to say, dude, you, why you have your artists on your business card? <laughs> I go, because that's who I represent. You uh -huh. go, dude, don't do that. They're gonna come and go. And I, I, I didn't think that would happen. Mm -hmm. But when it does happen and it will happen, it's for a good reason. Yeah. And some of these working relationships are just meant to last a different uh, a period of time. Yeah. But I just came from a convention in Montreal last weekend, and I ran into three artists that I used to manage. And um, it's kind of like seeing an, uh, an ex-girlfriend. You know, sometimes it could be a disaster. Sometimes it could be wonderful, but you don't know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. And in, in all three cases, we hugged each other, and we said we missed each other. Mm -hmm. And we had these long, deep, wonderful conversations. Um, 
And that's the thing I like most is you get for whatever period of time you're working with an artist, you get to know them at a very intimate level. And it's 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 a it can be a really beautiful thing. Yeah. A lot of people have highs and lows in their careers in the music industry. Um, and as an entrepreneur, what has motivated you during your low points? One of the things I need to realize is that I had to take care of myself first. Mm-hmm. My mentor, Tim Collins, the Aerosmith manager, said to me that there's not there's a reason why when you're on the plane, you're supposed to put the oxygen mask on yourself before the kids mm. or anybody else. Mm. And um, that's a really strong image in my life and my career that I need to take care of myself first. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't need to be a hero. I don't need to work all the time. Mm-hmm. For instance, last weekend I was at a music conference so from nine to two in the morning, I was watching music, talking to musicians, having meetings, doing all this stuff for three days straight. Mm-hmm. That's it without a break. Yeah. And it was in Montreal and only once I got out of the hotel to have a meal. Mm-hmm. And when I had a meal, I was with my employees and one of my artists, Livingston Taylor. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's business all the time. And then you come back and then you hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And tonight... It's just Wednesday. So one of my artists, Rebecca Lobie, who graduated Berkeley, mm-hmm. is here from Austin, Texas, with her band playing in town. So the show starts at five, uh, starts at eight, but I'll get there about five, mm-hmm. and it will get over at ten, and I'll leave at midnight. Wow! So these are long days. Yeah, and it comes after teaching, mm-hmm. and in between classes, I'm on, I'm making calls and and doing things. Mm-hmm. So. I don't want to get myself into a pattern where I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not exercising, eating right, yeah, having good people around me. Right. Yeah. You know, I love the business, but mm-hmm. I also take steps back and and say no to things mm-hmm. and yeah. um, take a time out once in a while. Yeah, that's important. Artists as activists um, is an important cause to you. And this week you have guest uh, Rami Assam visiting Berkeley. Um, what drives you to be so passionate about this cause? Well, I, I think, um, I don't think, I know that music is one of the most powerful forces on the planet. Mm-hmm. And um, it changes lives and it's changed my life. And it inspires people and it brings people together. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when I, when I meet an artist that kind of transcends that, that is a little bit bigger than life. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a Bruce Springsteen or something like that, that uh, has has a lot of power around the whole world. And, you know, I spent a day, um, I met Springsteen, and I promoted him in college, and then I spent some time in London with his band. And every time I'm around him, I said, this is the guy that millions, tens of millions of people around the globe know his words, his story, his art have been to, you know, he has a lot of impact on people and more impact than millionaires and billionaires and movie stars and presidents and all this stuff. So I always thought that these artists, if they do it right, have a lot of impact. Yeah, definitely. So somebody like Rami, who's at Berkeley tomorrow and I was with him last weekend, he was a singer in the middle of an Egyptian crisis where they brought down the government and he was the guy in the middle of um, uh, in the middle of Cairo 
playing his songs and he was arrested and he was tortured and he was arrested again and tortured and, and he just kept on going, kept on going. And he was on the side of good. Mm -hmm. And I think those people are a really important angels in our, in our, uh, on our planet today. Yeah. So I try to help them. I try to give them a voice as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And some of these people, if you're in the same room as them, yeah. you will be, uh, you, there's a possibility of you, your life changing forever Yeah. because of what they went through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. So, um, I think it's important, mm -hmm. you know. I, yeah. I, you know, music does entertain me, mm -hmm. and I, I've been known to bust a move on a dance floor. Yeah, I always hurt my back, but nonetheless. Um, but for me, when music touches my heart and my soul, those artists are are, are really important for mm -hmm. me. Yeah, definitely. What are you currently reading, and or what is your favorite book that you would like to recommend? Wow, I always have a lot of books going at once and uh, I'm reading a book about the uh, this government administration um, which which I want to know more about it mm. um, I, I read the Boston Globe and the New York Times every day cover to cover because mm. I was told by a priest when I was a young boy that what you need to do I was graduating from elementary school and he goes if you want to get an education read the New York Times cover to cover every day and you'll get an education so I've been doing that ever since so a lot of my reading is um, you know it's probably 10 blogs a day online mm -hmm. some about popular culture some about politics some about the music industry mm -hmm. I read newspapers every day um, and when I read books they're on my cover I'm reading a book about Denmark right now uh, where my daughter's going to school I'm reading this um, this book about the Trump administration mm -hmm. and I have a tough time with it for lots of reasons mm -hmm. um, and I'm reading a book about a basketball program on Martha's Vineyard very cool but um, books inspire me. You mm -hmm. know, I have I have bookshelves full of books, mm -hmm. and um, and I always every day I read a book. Um, uh, I have books. Uh, the, this guy named Thomas Merton, mm -hmm. who was a great thinker, great writer, and he was a monk. Mm -hmm. And he was a monk in uh, in in Kentucky, and he was a, he was probably the most famous monk of all times. And I read his. He's very intellectual, very spiritual, and and right on. So. But it's dense, mm -hmm. so I could read two paragraphs of him, and then smoke comes out of my ears. Right, <laughs> uh, but it's great. Yeah, awesome. Our last round is kind of a rapid fire round, oh um, and so we're going to give you uh, seven key words, and it's just going to be one word, and then you're just going to say the first thing that pops into your head. There's no warning for any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you listeners out there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a net under me. Yeah. Um, so the first one is Congress. Shameful. Live music. Vitally important. Major labels. A tool. Trump. A shame. Boston. Home. Entrepreneurship. A lifestyle. And the future positive awesome well thank you very much for joining us today yeah. this has been great
Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And um, for all of you listening, uh, please check out our website and our newest edition, which will be out uh, this month. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. Have a great really day. Really enjoyed it. Bye bye. Thanks.